welcome to another episode of My Quest to Teach Digital Evangelism. And I am going to take off where I left off before about the media and ministry and the importance and the value of those in the Church of Christ using their digital skills, talents, and abilities to provide mentorship, to provide discipleship, to provide evangelism in this digital world or in these digital worlds that are growing. And, you know, interesting enough, when uh, uh, my wife and I, uh, we uh, are, you know, attend conferences and workshops and people um, will ask, you know, ask everybody the question like, who's on TikTok? Who's on Facebook? Who's on Instagram? Who's on Twitter? And all this kind of stuff. And we and we constantly raise our hands. And they're like, Oh my gosh, you're on so many platforms. You know, you're you you know, you're digital influencers. And our main thing is like, um, we use it because we have a purpose and a reason. And the main reason that you know Christ demands that we use all tools and means and 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 platforms to share him to share the gospel and we don't do it in a way where you know we're spouting scripture all the time we don't do it in a way where you know we're telling people oh if you know if you don't change your life you're gonna go to hell you know we do it in a way that it brings glory to God it brings him um, notoriety and recognition because even as it's written in scripture that if the Lord needs to, he can have the rocks sing out. He can have, you know, he can have the flowers praise his name. He could have the birds um, sing praises to him. He can have all of that if he wants it. But he wants to make sure that, that we give praise and honor and glory from our heart. And that's the important thing, from our heart. You know, not trying to get extra money from it, not trying to promote ourselves to look better than other people. You know, none of that is valuable because God sees our heart. And I know even I, we get tempted, and I say that again, even I, we get tempted about the visibility and, and people seeing you and giving you recognition and all of that because we do like to be noticed. But still, we have to understand the main issue, the main goal is to give God praise and glory for what he has provided us and given us. So, using these audio apps like Anchor, or using audio apps as a friend of friend of ours, um, Chip Edwards, Create My Voice, that allows your websites to be read. Now, I'm not doing this as a promotional thing. I'm not getting money, you know, from it. I'm just sharing the resources that are out there that can be used in ministry because we have to have our content that is accessible to everybody. So if you have people that are, that have um, uh, auditory challenges and speaking and hearing um, that um, do not have the, the necessary manual dexterity to type, but they can, they, can, they can speak and create a blog, or those that, um, that have some type of challenge or disability there are tools out there that we can share to help them so when we're referencing youth teens and young adults 
Um, they need to have opportunities to build their technology skills and to develop in the digital leaders that their communities need, that their ministries need, that their nations need, because it all ties together because of the growth and influence of technology. We cannot sit back and idly say, oh, you know, the youth are the future of the ministry, but we don't give them an opportunity or teach them or mentor them or guide them to be ministers or to be workers or to be contributors. Everyone can contribute. Christ went out and he got 12 disciples, 12 of them, all 12 distinct personalities, distinct ideas, minds, attitudes, behaviors, probably even distinct dreams and wishes. But they followed him, they talked to him, he taught them, and he had to deal with all of them because you know, he was their leader. They were following him and learning from him because when he was called up and he told them ahead of time, y'all the ones that's gonna have to continue teaching and, and, and doing stuff when I'm gone. So he had to prepare them. So we need to prepare our youth. You know, and, and I never put down athletics because um, as an athlete myself, I attended South Carolina State University on a track scholarship and I ran track for five years. I loved it, it was a great experience. I had an opportunity to go to college because as my mom and my grandma said, we don't have the money to send you to college. Um, I was going through experiences while I was in college because my brothers and sisters, they didn't go and I thought that they needed to go. Uh, but college is not for everyone. But when Christ chose those 12 disciples, he knew what he was doing because he knew each one of those disciples brought their individual talent, skills, and abilities to his teaching and his ministry. So we must give our youth, as particularly those that have those technology skills, an opportunity in the ministry because there are many biblical, Bible, ministerial church schools that are out there that are teaching ministers but they are failing to teach ministers how to integrate technology. And because of the influence of technology, this makes a dangerous lack of preparation for when a minister goes to a church and they talk to him about, okay, you're gonna have a podcast. And they're like, what's a podcast? Or you're going to, we're gonna have you on streaming. So this is, this is within the space that you have to stay in as you're teaching or preaching or you know, this is the type of equipment. We, you're gonna have a leveler on you that you have to speak, or you're gonna use a wireless mic, a handheld microphone, or we're gonna clip a, a, a leveler to your uh, collar. They have to be able to understand the, the, the benefits, the strengths, and the weaknesses of those technologies. So the technology of content creation is very important and is very valuable because it can be limiting, but it also it can be empowering. Okay, technology across all faiths can open doors for Christians and Muslims and other faiths to work together in creating blogs and creating podcasts and sharing content that is not just local or regional, but it is global. Because once you post content on the internet, whether you're using Web 3, Web 2, or some cases still Web 1, because the whole world is different, you are still posting content that has global influences. 
and as you're working and you're teaching and you know you're, you're providing global content it does influence economic geopolitical and educational strategies and initiatives for people that are listening and hearing using digital tools has a long reach where the faith of people and it influences fellowships and friendships and families so we have to be sure that we understand how is guiding what we're doing and creating a mindset for us even in my profession as an educator uh, professional educators administrators educational advocates and leaders um, can meet on the metaverse in safe places to talk to share um, to build friendships to do fellowship in the world Christians are still being persecuted and prosecuted in foreign courts you know I don't want to say any particular nations names or countries names or continent names but across the around our globe there are still Christians being persecuted so it's important that that even if we move to the metaverse, even if we create our own spaces, um, we still have to be open to allowing those that maybe do not share our own faith but want to learn our faith and want to cross over to being a Christian as opposed to being another faith. And we have to be open and honest with that. Ministries must continue to embrace technology and, and, and require leadership in those areas from their leadership christ emphasized relationships he emphasized building maintaining uh, creating collaborating cooperating unifying um, relationships that praise and worship that understand the value of fellowship that understand the value of prayer so it's important that you know we have answers to these questions should ministries start using social media? Should ministries be in, engaged in the metaverse? Should ministries um, allow communication through digital tools with um, learning opportunities? And all of that is yes. Um, I don't know how many times, you know, in the past when I reflect that a minister is teaching and preaching, but he doesn't charge the people to go out and read the Bible for themselves. And I think we have to be careful too, even in the metaverse where we're relying on one person to provide us information. When I was teaching in the classroom, I, I would tell the kids occasionally, I said, listen, the information that you get now will help you be successful in the future. All information is valuable depending on how you apply it you have the three best wonderful tools in the world and i know you know at times i wasn't using proper grammar but to get through you know get through kids you got to meet them where they are and i would tell them you have the bestest the bestest tools in the world one you have your brain that god has blessed you with to reason to understand to comprehend two um, at this time um, the school that i taught at all the students have laptops brand new free laptops not only did they have brand new free laptops but they could connect the wi-fi they had microsoft office suite they had all these digital tools so the digital tools that they received was another blessing 
And then on top of that, those digital tools can get on the internet and the metaverse. The most powerful tools in the history of man to this point that kids can gain information. And I would tell them straight up, I said, you know, when I was your age, we had to rely on encyclopedias. We had to read stuff. We had to comprehend. We had to do all that. But y'all, in this day and age, and to be honest, I would tell them, I said, there is no reason on God's green earth why all these students should not be A.B. Honor Roll students. Because you have the tools necessary to be successful. And the kids would look at me like, Mr. Jackson, what do you mean? Why do you say that? Well, I, don't know. I said, because, you know, in the history of man, you have access to not just your, you know, your laptop, but you have your cell phones, too, that you can do Google search, that you can look at YouTube videos, that you can look at instructional videos to build content and knowledge, that you can connect with ministries around the world and talk and share your faith and get information about God's word. What other time, place, and time in, in, in past history can were you able to do that? And you think about it. And you, and you really think about it. In the history of man. So it's important that we all understand this and we all take advantage of the learning opportunities. So one of the things I, I want to share before I, um, I sign off is that we have to be careful. Uh, as I said, the question of should ministries start using social media has been answered. If ministries are not using social media, if they are not using technology, they will slowly fade away and eventually close their doors because there's a connection between the physical and the digital. Any ministry that does not work to do its job to save souls and keep souls saved is on the verge of collapse because as disciples of Christ, he tasked us to share the gospel, to share that Christ himself died on the cross for our sins he died on the cross he gave up the ghost he was buried for three days for three days he was in that tomb three whole days then he rose and he had all power because even though he had not yet ascended but he had all power and he stayed on this earth for 40 days now imagine that somebody stand on for 40 days, 40 freaking days, teaching and preaching again. After he did it for three years to make sure people understood the importance and the value of being saved. Understand that Christ died on the cross. He was buried for three days. He rose with all power and glory and then he ascended to heaven. And those, those are powerful words. So we take that information and we apply it to our everyday lives the best that we can so when we talk about these things we understand the value and importance of the sacrifice that christ gave but then we understand that as new technologies come to order if we don't use them to share god's word the devil will sure use them to kill and destroy around the world and not kill and destroy physically but kill and destroy the spirit the mind and the soul
So we have to make a determination what we do as Christians. Thank you again for listening. I pray that I shared some valuable information. We are moving right along. Um, this ministry is not my ministry. It is God's ministry. And he moves me and guides me into having discussions and talks and things that he wants me to share as a former educator, as a member of the body of Christ and the church of Christ, but as a follower and a believer in Christ and just sharing words to empower and encourage people. Please, 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 even if you start from Genesis, read the Bible. Okay, read it. Um, contemplate on it, pray about it, apply it, use it, ask questions, increase your prayer life. And this is another area of prayer. Prayer does not mean that you go out in front of everybody on the corner and that you scream and holler and yell. No, prayer means you, you metaphysically or you mentally go into your prayer closet and you humble yourself before God and you pray. Our Father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our daily bread. Forgive us our transgressions or trespasses and forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. And keep it moving and put God first in everything. God bless. See you next time. Grace, peace, and mercy.